I uh, enjoy podcasting. It is my life. How many marshmallows do you have in your house right now? You ever do Mad Dog 2020? Women talk to dumb people every day, Jared. Yeah, maybe they can fix that in editing. Hello. I don't know if genius means what you think it means. Searching, Searching for, for Rick. Rick. Happy Monday, beginning of the week. So we talked about LeVar Burton last time. Mm -hmm. If you remember me mentioning he was in a fraternity, and then we talked a bit about the fact that you said he was that was definitely a white fraternity. We talked a little yeah. bit about that. Okay. That was accurate. But I did look up Sigma Alpha Nu, which is the also known as Sammy, apparently. Ew. Um, but it was originally founded as a Jewish fraternity in New York. <laughs> By the time he joined it, they had like dropped their religious affiliation. But by all facts presented via Wikipedia, it was probably a white fraternity. <laughs> right on that. So, vindication for you. Nice. I told you I'm um, over the nine. Nine. <laughs> the nine fraternities and sororities for black people. The other thing that came up during that conversation was um, about the diversity on Georgia Tech campus. Mm. And I said, I, you know, I went to UGA and I was pretty sure it was a lot wider than Georgia yeah, Tech. Yeah, and I said that Georgia Tech was wider than, it, than anything. Georgia Tech, actually, 49% um, of the student body, body excuse me, are minorities um, or people of color. So mm. that's actually pretty strong. <laughs> what UGA the other is 29%. What's 29%? UGA. University oh, really? of Georgia campus, 29%. Wow. Um, yeah, so they, they got to work on some stuff there. Um, but then we didn't have too much other, other stuff other than we talked a little bit about the Yeti cup that I got my mother for Mother's mm. Day. And you said that that's definitely a white person's brand that they've apparently brought um, <laughs> into the world. And uh, my theory that it was founded as a cooler for fishermen is dead on. Really? Yeah, so it was... Two guys in Texas, 2006, in their dad's garage. It's not a theory, to, you knew it because it's just stuff white people know. I'm, oh, maybe it was, yeah. It just you guys just kind of innately know. know it, right. Whatever That's true. Someone trend, could have mentioned it somewhere Whatever along the trend way, right? is popular at the, at the time, white people know the origin of it. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> of course. It's the Apple iPhone created by Steve Jobs. It was back in 1992. Oh, that, wait, Apple's a white person product too? Oh, for sure. It's because of uh, white people that people use Apple. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Two guys invented the cooler. They wanted a better cooler. They were big fishermen, outdoorsmen. They thought all the cooler options sucked. So they invented uh, the Yeti. You're welcome. And then the other thing is apparently one of the things you mentioned was you didn't understand why cemeteries didn't stink. <laughs> Yeah, because they just—it's just outside, and so six they, feet. Coffins are are solid, but they're solid. six feet under, and and that's actually that depth is not an accident. Well, I mean that doesn't explain mausoleums because mausoleums have the people. Above they're them. ventilated and with embalming. So the point of embalming—this was the other thing—the point of embalming is is preservation. So Egyptians used to do it with spices a long time ago. We obviously now do it with better spices, right. and um, it helps the body decays slower so you don't get that strong stench and the mausoleums are very well ventilated so it lets that whatever little smell it is out slowly interesting yeah 
So that's why it doesn't stink. Anyway, uh, that's all we had. Let's get into the episode. Her body was never found again. Let's talk about... (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who... who were we you supposed to research this week? I was yeah. supposed to research because this is this is where it gets interesting. This isn't somebody I picked. This is somebody you picked, and so I'm picking. I'm getting research on this person that you picked. Oh, I assigned you someone. I, I realized really we're going to alternate. That alternate, then you're going to probably have somebody too that I picked. So this is going to be interesting. Um, the question that we should ask is, where in the hell is Michael Winslow? Oh, where is Michael? Who's Winslow? Michael Winslow? Do you know who Michael Winslow? You remember who Michael Winslow is, right? I don't think this was mine, Jared. This was yours. This is definitely yours. Claim you, you had the first few names on the list, and then I had. But I don't know who Michael Winslow is. Why would you not? Why would you put his name down then? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to put his name down if you don't know who he is. Like you just wrote down a random name. Is this the guy? Put Michael Winslow's name down. I don't think so because this is episode three, and you gave three names. And we're going in order that. And, um, just this? tell me who he is, and I'll tell you whether I. I clearly uh, don't remember putting his name down. So Michael Winslow, uh, he is an actor. I, I think he's more so just the voice guy, more known as the voice guy more than anything. Uh, he was the guy. He was Officer Jones in the Police Academy movies, and he did all the. Uh, oh, work. I did put this one down. I knew it. <laughs> I totally I forgot. Like, I don't think I put this down because you He's put so like great black dudes. I was like, oh, I'm going to put less black dudes down because she already picked a few black, black dudes. Um, yeah, I did pick Michael yeah, Winslow. Yeah, you picked Burton and then you I totally forgot. In, uh, Michael Winslow. And I was like, oh. I was trying to think of people from my from, from the 80s. 80s who like <laughs> I remember distinctly but like are gone or I've really never didn't seen remember it. distinctly because <laughs> Just I do remember his name. I remember that he did the bleeps and the bloops in Spaceballs. Once I finally said Police Academy, I think that rang a bell. Yeah, yeah, you watched the that. Police Academy movies growing up? Uh, yes. Well, you, you said you had such a like, sheltered life or whatever. I just wasn't sure Police Academy. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Police Academy can't. So we had a small store that was like a quarter a mile store? from our house. It was a... It was a um, convenience store, but they had a video renting section. A general store. How country. It's so quaint. But they only had, there were only so many movies they had. It was very small. So mm. we watched a lot of the same things over and over. Oh, yeah. Well, even people like me who had a full video store, we still rented the same We still rented. Yes. Yeah, so we rented Ski Patrol um, and Police Academy. Ski Patrol. <laughs> all the time. And then I remember when, do you remember that um, movie called Cocktail that Tom Cruise is in? Yeah, Tom Cruise. He's flipping, that's kind of where, where uh, Flipping glasses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so it, it, it came out, and I wanted to see it so bad. I was too young for it. And my mother had obviously told the guy, like, do not rent rated our movies to my kids because they will try. And I tried almost every day to go in there and rent cocktail. And then by the time I watched it when I was older, <laughs> yeah, it's a I was very disappointed. It's a pretty dark movie. Why yeah, did but, you want to see cocktail so bad? Well, because I thought there was sex in it. And yeah, everybody was only Cruise had sex in his movies. But there was only one sex scene, and it was like behind a waterfall. It's very disappointing. Is that the one where Rebe- Rebecca De Mornay was the girl in there, or was she in Risky Business? Rebecca De Mornay, do you know who that is? That was that was Risky Business. Okay. This was Elizabeth Shue. Oh, really? Right was the was the girl he met on the island? She's great. I'm pretty sure it was Elizabeth Shue. Anyway, from Adventures okay. of Babysitting. Exactly. I love exactly. Elizabeth Shue. 
She's also in um, Back to the Future. I, she's a good one. We should add to I, She's one of my favorite 80s actresses of all time. Because she still does movies and she's still somewhat... I'm not, I'm hating... I'm going to get real sexist and say she's still attractive. But, I mean, it's funny because not a lot of 80s actresses are still attractive like now. She's held it together. Her and... Uh, what's the other... Uh, uh, John Travolta's wife. She still keeps it together, too. She looks really good. Kelly Preston. She's, she's an 80s girl. Yep. I think there's more from the 80s that keep it together. I'm sure there are, but I mean, I'm just thinking very generally. I mean, I guess we can consider some other people too. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a big list of those. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, Michael Winslow, you're, you're caught up to speed. He was, yeah, like you said, he was also in Spaceballs. Yep. And so um, very small role though in that movie. Uh, no, he just had the bleeps and the bloops part. Yeah, uh, the bleeps and the creeps and the sweeps. The creeps and the sweeps. Those bleeps, the sweeps. Yeah. It was an amazing, I mean... Yeah, he was amazing. He was born in 1958, so he's a lot older than us. Uh, well, me, anyway, yeah. Uh, it says that he's a beatboxer. Didn't realize that. That's I guess what, maybe yeah. he did a lot of uh, he did a lot of uh, beatbox sound effects, I guess, in Police Academy. Whatever. Yeah, he absolutely did. I mean, he could probably battle. Yeah, he did make a lot of today. those. <laughs> yeah. He did make those noises. That was that's yeah. true. Good point. And he's billed he's billed as the man of ten thousand sound effects. I don't know if that's true. I wonder has anyone ever like, you know, sat there and clocked ten thousand? I'm the one who researched him, and apparently there's nothing about anyone clocking him for that. Okay, nobody's tested that. Well, people be exhausted after the first thousand. They'll go. It all sounds the same after the first two. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, uh, So I think ten thousand sound effects is. It's like I said. It's not a Guinness record i'm pretty sure it's just the name his uncle gave him or something <laughs> he puts that on his resume well, you are the man of ten thousand sound effects <laughs> i can tell you swear for god that's what his uncle sounds like got it <laughs> so uh yeah he uh was actually originally in the air force uh that's kind of how he got his start and then he got into uh stand-up comedy like everybody does. He performed in nightclubs and theaters, making all these engine and animal sounds. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of comedians who get away with their, when their bread and butter is like sound effects and impressions. Like, I feel like there is a certain niche of comedians. Yeah. You don't have to have a big hook. If you can not to be like, like laugh out loud, funny, like, no, if you can drop into an impression, I think that people are just, they think it's funny that you can do an impression so well. It's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. It's entertaining just to do that. Man, like I feel like so many comedians have gotten their, you know, stardom from just impersonating things or impersonating people. Impressions is something that a lot of people can get away with. It's doing. a good sell. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are other people who definitely do it, and it's just like, oh, that's totally that person. And some people don't even do impressions of famous people; they just do impressions of people in general. Like, this is the lady who, yeah, you know, is in your office always asking for stuff, and then like they do that impression of that. That's lady the funny. Like, I feel like when black oh, comics do the white guy. Oh well, we definitely all do. Like, the black guys are like this, do 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 do, and the white guys are like this, do 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 do. do. Right. We all do that same. Uh, yeah. No, I try not to do the. You know, well, I, I dabble in a little stand-up comedy here and there. I know, I know. And uh, I don't think I do a white it. people do this, black people do that type joke. I'm not that kind of person. I don't think everybody black that I know says I sound white. So, you know. Is the phone test is the biggest thing. Do you think that people, when you call them, oh, definitely, they're, they think uh, you're white. 
Yeah, when I worked at the radio station, you know, I would call winners and be like, hey, this is Jarrett calling from Magic, just letting you know that your uh, prize is ready for pickup. And then when they get up there to pick up their prize, um, they're like, hmm, you're black. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, shit. Like, it really, it's hard for people to figure out. And I want to say, like, even when I've I've done uh, call center stuff or or um, trying to sell stuff in the past. I've done this before in the past when I'm on the phone. Like I had black people who were doing it, who were doing the same thing I was doing, and their callers could tell that they were black. They would literally call them out and be like, "I can tell you're black too because you sound black and whatever." And I'm like, "Why would what? they That's say that thing? on the phone?" White people. I'm telling you, but I never got that because I maybe I think people just assumed that I was white, and I really white. I, I, I beefed up my whiteness though when I was doing the call stuff, like. Hey there, uh, just trying to, you know, just, you know <laughs> it's more nasally, a little Got it. more throaty. Got it. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, this is not a real thing. I mean, it is a real thing, but. It is a real thing. Yeah, yeah it mean, is. This, it this is. is literally, though, how I survived in call centers and working in, like, telemarketing and all that stuff and selling things over the phone. Mm. Yeah, and then, like, I, I, I had uh, roommates who would tell me that they could hear me code switching almost, you know? Like, you know, I'm talking – they could tell when I'm talking to black people. When I was, like, these are my white roommates. So first of all, everybody does that to a certain extent. It it doesn't even have to be color. It could be geographical. Huh. I've yeah, learned I'm, to stop it. I'm trying to stop it. So in my adult life, I have worked on not doing like so. This but is don't like you have world. like your like I have my I have my work phone voice that is there's like a different. Well, this is my generic voice. So this is kind of just I just use this across the board with black people with black people on the phone. I don't intentionally do it, but you do it's turn something on, and then when you're talking to somebody that even it has a more southern accent or speaks in a different cadence than you do, you tone match. It's really natural to do. Tone matching is natural. So, Especially if you, the longer you talk to them, yes, yeah. Yeah, some of it. Trying like some of it, You're right. Yeah, it's it's just not intentional. It's actually you trying to relate to that person and help them understand you, and vice versa. So I think that's just the human experience. I mean, I don't think that's the um, human experience. I mean, everybody does it. Yes, you we all do it. We all it. do to some extent. We do some of this now. Um, I do know people who don't code switch. Like I have friends of mine. Who literally they are just black, and you gonna have to accept that they're black, and they're not gonna talk. Even, right? They accept everybody should accept it anyway. But yes, and, but and, I think and they, that's the thing about the whole talking black and, and and sounding black. Like it's just it's just a matter of talking as one way and talking another way. It's well, and I think it's how far do you have to go. So obviously, I grew up in the South. Me slipping into a stronger Southern accent with someone isn't that far of a switch for me, right? Right. As opposed to me talking to an African-American male and completely code switching into how he sounds when he speaks would be, I'd have to work for that. You, you do you you know think you would I mean? do that? Like, no, I uh, wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't do that. I would have to, I know I would have to be a conscious so weird. decision to try to do it. And that's I mean, odd. I, You're right. I don't even talk like that. And I still have been around white people like when you go to like a Braves game or whatever you're in the like I, I distinctly remember these instances like when you go to the chop house god forbid a rap song comes on too it's just like all of a sudden they get like extra and it's like what are you doing <laughs> do you <laughs> normally do this? yourself 
Just be yourself. Like I can see the shorts that you're wearing and the croaky around like the <laughs> together. You're not that kind of person. So chill right. out. And I feel like a lot of people try to do that around black people. To try do you think and- it's because they're uncomfortable or they're trying to make you feel more comfortable and overcompensating? <sighs> I think most of it is done in, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm just trying to get along with somebody who I don't communicate with on a regular basis, aka black people. Like, you know, right? You know, I don't converse on a regular basis with black people, which a whole lot of white people can say. Uh, so I'm going to, based off of what I know, do my damnedest to try and get along with them instead of being myself, even, which is kind of funny because I don't know. Right. Like, why are you going to act differently? Yeah. Particularly when black people interact with white people, I don't think they try to act white. I think more so they try to act as black as they can so that. There's a line drawn. Yeah, Yeah, I guess you can kind of know that they're black or I don't know. I just don't see black people trying to be. I'm sure it does happen, like especially if you go in the suburbs, like white black kids trying to be their whitest around white people. Like I'm sure that does happen. But the black people I know. They're not going to try and like, you know, put on airs or. And do you think it's something unique to black culture or do you think that it's something that Indian culture. Yeah, that's the whole thing, too. It's like and that's the whole problem with black people and Asian people and Hispanic people. We all point out these differences in all of our cultures and white people. I don't know why people. Yeah, white people kind of tend to do that, too. Uh, But the reality is, is that we're all in our own bubbles and we don't know what each of our cultures do and we come to find out we all do the same thing. Right. Exactly. You no, know, even if we don't even do it a little differently. All right. God, we so off tangent. <laughs> Talked about voices. This is great. But it's uh, on topic. He okay. was oh, able yeah. to. Oh yeah, we were. He was, yeah. a, he was a linguist. He is because he's not dead. Um, right. I hate when he was. Um, okay. He is a linguist. Again, his, his uh, IMDB says he's active to now. So, which means I guess he's still available if you want to call him for uh, work. Right. right. He's still here. Um, let's see. Oh, his first television appearance was on The Gong Show. Do you remember this show? I remember reference, but it was before I've my seen re- time. Gong the re- Show had to be yeah. 60s or before 70s. Our time, I would say. Yeah. yeah. At least late 70s because, like I said, he wasn't like popular until 1980. So, yeah. You know, he did a bunch of sound effects and people, that's where he got, first got his notoriety was on there on the gong show. Um, but from there, like, it's kind of, it's really just jumpy. Uh, he went to go on to be uh, Sergeant Jones in the Police Academy series. And that did like six movies, at least. I, I was joking about Police Academy 7, but I'm pretty sure they did a Police Academy it, 7. It was a legit series. I mean, I don't know if he Was made... it a legit series? No, though? I mean, like, it was, there were several. Yes, there were several, and it was yes. popular. I think that's the only reason yeah. they, they did several, because back then you did several based off popularity, because now it's just you know uh, contracts, and they make people do all these movies. But um, yeah, back then I feel like the first one was such a success, so they made another one, and that was a success. But he couldn't have been making big money he doing that. else, though, so that's why he was in every single one of them. Even after right. they got rid of like some of the other major all the characters. the main big was, ones, yeah. Still on there because what else was he doing? Nothing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was in there for like, he did those, like six of those movies and TV shows. Oh, there's a Police Academy TV show too. It was like a, a cartoon. I didn't realize he was on there, but apparently he was a voice on the cartoon. Oh. 
Wow. Okay. And I loved the cartoon growing up. Like I felt like it was completely different from the the movie. So um, I really enjoyed the Police Academy series. On all right, all right. It was cool. Um, let's see. So he did a couple of apps uh, in 2010, as you can guess. They of course were sound effect apps because that's what he does best. The most interesting part about him was that he was making everyday sounds, but just with his mouth. So if you're just mm-hmm. getting a recording, why wouldn't I just get a robot recording? Why would I yes. get, cause it's going to say he was so good. It sounded like a robot. I'm not, I'm saying that's right. But it's more like, of him in some ways, again, it's an eighties robot. It's not like a modern, a modern day robot. I'm telling you, like, it's not like his, I I've listened to this man's special effects and they're just not like, okay. Okay. Current. Okay. Got it. When yeah. you listen to it, like it's kind of dated now as an adult. Like back then, as a kid, you're like, "Oh my god, he does sound like a computer." Well, it's oh a beeper. God, oh, nobody has beepers anymore. Nobody has beepers <laughs> anymore. That's exactly my point. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to try. I want to try to uh, look up these apps. I want to go buy them. Uh, like I want to go to the app store and um, purchase them. Neither one of them exists. No, they're not out there. Okay. Sucks. Okay. I really want to get. So he did not strike gold with the apps. So he did not strike gold, but he stayed in the uh, world of apps and computers and computer programming, which is kind of interesting. Game development, more so, not computer programming. He did a lot of game. He's done a lot of like game development stuff. Um, done some voice work on a lot of. Uh, that's lot smart. Of, yeah, like special spe- provided special effects for games and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Um, he lent his voice for a few video games as well. Uh, so yeah, he, he's made a small career doing that. Um, he was also featured in a, a Geico commercial. Uh, oh. yeah, we hired a celebrity ad. Um, I kind of remember those ads, like they hired a different celebrity, like every, like it was multiple commercials where they hired a celebrity okay. for a reason. And Michael Winslow was one of those people, but it, I mean, the, situation they had him in was so 80s and retro it was like clearly they would use him for yeah. this. so again like i said i feel like his niche is a little dated right like but it's he could hard. like you said if there's a retro film or something he could a comedy that's retro could fit right in yeah exactly but it's only if you're doing something throwback like if you're doing a yeah. throwback commercial or movie or yeah. cameo you need a cameo in there hey what about that guy the black guy from police academy how much is he oh let's get him <laughs> great he also great. has a website michael winslow media uh, oh, and a podcast him. he's got a podcast called the noise cast consisting of his classic voice work mixed with michael you can music. come on here i know and advertise yeah. you're welcome and give us some. So I listened to the noise cast because, of course, I'm nosy. I did listen to that. I was like, oh, he's got a podcast about what voiceovers. And so I listened to it. And it's just like this music. It's just kind of like <sighs> new age music is weird. It's not like it's some of everything. It can be upbeat. It can be slow. So this is like an upbeat, new age, jazzy type music. And it was him just kind of like talking over it. Um, oh, he wasn't even like doing sound effects. Like He wasn't even like doing sound effects. He was just. Talking Literally over the notes. What were the topics, though? Where you going? What is life? Life is new. And he was talking like that. Like it was like really? he was. Really? Yeah, oh, like I'm totally intrigued. This is amazing. Like it was a cafe at an open mic or something. And he's just like, we are doing poetry or are we? Reminds me of a cat from a cartoon. Uh, maybe he has done that voice before. And yeah. I didn't know it. 
Uh, so yeah, that's what the podcast. I listened to one episode, and it was just that one episode, and that's what it sounded like. And I was just like, oh, that's what he does in here. Okay, that's cool. So maybe he talks thought provoking conversation or has thought thought provoking conversation with other people elsewhere, but um, not so much on his podcast. I think Got I'm pretty it. sure okay. I was spot on on what he does every episode. Podcast is just a little bit of a window into his. Classic voiceover, voice work mixed with new age music. I'm just, I'm literally going to go with that. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, so, Michael, if you'd like to change that description, you just come on. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like we need to find, not, we, don't, we don't need to, but I feel compelled to find ideas for him to be more relevant. We're solving big problems. Somebody that refuses to get on Wikipedia and we are filling I'm that not void that shit up. No, I'm going to listen to... Whatever I'm going to find a podcast. We have a name for it. And we're going to listen to where the hell is Michael right. Two people give me a couple facts with a, a lot of opinions. <laughs> and try to sift through that. Overzealous banter that becomes right. annoying after the first minute. Yeah. But nonetheless, well, they're going to tell me where the fuck Michael Winslow went. Exactly. And where, Rick he, and where he's going. Because we're going to shout out Rick Moranis every episode. Oh, speaking of Rick Moranis, oh, that's what it is. I wanted to say that um, he was in Spaceballs along with Rick, Rick Moranis. Because, you know, we were supposed to always kind of tie oh. Rick Moranis into every episode somehow. But, yeah, uh, Michael Winslow was actually in a movie with Rick Moranis, which is crazy. That's good. I did not time to LeVar Burton. I'm going to go watch Spaceballs. I wonder where it's available. Is it? Uh, well, I got to watch Steel Magnolias first. It's on Disney Plus. Spaceballs is on Disney Plus? Pretty sure. We just I, watched it. It can't be. Shut up. Spaceballs is on Disney. I don't believe that. You better fact check that shit. And <laughs> well, yeah. Shout out to Disney. Disney Once again. again um, Sponsorship You at this point, Disney, we are begging you. Please join us in this venture. We'll only sponsor. search for Disney characters after this if you want to. We'll only reference Disney characters moving forward. I will yeah. throw away my Terrence Trent Darby uh, um, episode right now in exchange for Hillary Goofy. Duff. Uh, oh, Hillary Duff. Goofy, yes. <laughs> Where is that Goofy? We could do a whole episode on that character. Oh, Hillary Duff no? or Goofy? Goofy. I don't think Hillary is a whole episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But we always said we're not trashing people. We're only giving like, No, that was just a, that was like a fact. That wasn't that yeah. was just a fact. I think she's worth her whole episode. But I mean, if you I mean, I, I just I'm just putting out positive energy out there too. Just think she's worth it a whole episode. Okay. Okay. Do you feel put like the it, Disney we'll franchise is, is teetering on Hillary Duff's well, success? No, it's not. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, oh, I was, I have, let me go back to this list, uh, of yeah, ideas where Michael Winslow could be more relevant. Uh, so I said number five was Apple sound bites. Number four is not too far from that, uh, idea for number five. Number four is an eighties noise generator. Um, so it's similar That's to an app. app was. Yeah. But it's like, he, he branded his app as like the world's noisiest app. It has like video, ringtone, sound effects, like games on it. I just feel like he's doing too much on that. Just streamline it. Let's just do 80s noises because that's all we know you know you from. Right. So that's number four. Number three is Police Academy audiobooks. Voiceover work in general is just the way I'm going. And then the next one, number two, is voiceover work too, but it's for Waze. He could be the new voice of Waze. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you can choose the celebrity voice. Or you can choose a celebrity, or he could just be the new voice of Waze. Or just, yeah. And just true. add the notifications. And for the notifications and everything in Waze, he just does the sound effect for it. Yeah. That's fun. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one. You yeah. can hear his voice every morning. Number one, I think will make him the most relevant. What's that? And it's another shout out to Disney. Uh, he would be, uh, he would do the voice of every film in a Disney Pixar movie. Like he would just, like, it would be a movie featuring him. And he would just literally lend his voice talent for every single character in this Disney Pixar movie. It'd be one person that was every single. Not just one person. The man of 10,000 sound. Oh, right. He could be all 10,000 characters. Yes. I doubt I doubt you'll put 10,000 characters in a movie. But, I mean, at max, there's 10 major characters in the movie. That's true. And you can do, he can do 10 characters. Come on. All right. What did you post on your Instagram this week? You've been talking about boozy. I've been talking about who? Boozing? Boozy? I don't know his boozy? name. The rapper. Boosie? Oh, Boosie. That's even still, that's kind of like, I don't want to contribute energy to that even oh, still. Oh, okay. That's kind of I negative. don't even know you what know happened what there. No, I Googled it and then I couldn't find anything. And I was like, it's oh, the top well, story at the top of Google. He literally has a couple of sons that he paid a grown woman to perform oral sex on. And they were 14 years old. <gasps> Say so he does it to his nephews. He says he's done it to his nephews too, and he's used the same woman before too. He did all. He said all this on his IG live. He could be lying very well. It's not fucking funny. <laughs> it's not funny. Like who would joke yeah. about stuff like yeah. this? And so even still, like, what are you still defending him? Oh, guys will be guys, and we say stuff like this. Is, I, there's only so much I can do to defend people no, before I'm no. like, no, I can't no, say anymore. No. And the only yeah. person I think I still defend like that, and you kind of have an issue with, is Michael Jackson. <laughs> you um, do, and I was about to bring Michael up, but you did. So. <laughs> I don't have to. Um, Look, on that note, I, I will defend Michael Jackson like this guy defends Boosie, okay? Michael Jackson's just lucky social media was not around for him to be on. <laughs> you think those kids would have had their cameras out? Oh, God. Put that away. Put that away. That's ignorant. Oh, God. They'd be doing TikTok videos together. It would have no. been so awkward. No. So awkward. I don't think any of that would happen. Michael Jackson okay. was so smart that- Whatever you need to preserve your memories. Yep. That's Gonna make a change. <laughs> Once in my life. He is just, oh, he can't do no wrong. Boosie, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're going to end episode three. Sponsorship for this program and all other programs like it are sponsored by Cheese Whiz, makers of our delightful nacho products that we love to munch on while we're at the movies. Oh, cheese whiz. Where would we be without you? 